From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 174 for the week of August 1st, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel Help to get planned the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by members of our Disneyland team, Mary Jo Mulatto Willie and Tony Spatel. In this segment, Mary Jo talks about a recent visit to Old Town San Diego. Mary Jo? Well, as you said, Tom, I recently was able to go to the Old Town in San Diego with my family. And just like everything else, I like to learn a little bit about the history when I go visit someplace. So I wanted to give a little background before I talk about what is at Old Town San Diego. And, um, you know, we all know that Columbus uh, discovered America. And it's a lie. <laughs> According to them, in 14-something, uh, 1492. Yeah. But uh, after that, you know, a lot of the Spanish explorers and Portuguese explorers came over to the West Coast. Among them, um, Juan Cabrillo uh, came over here and, and discovered, uh, he came like in the, in the mid-1500s. So at that time, Spain was really, um, they explored all of California, but they were really focused on Mexico because of all the gold and everything that was going on. And the tequila. And the, somebody, there's some people who, uh, <laughs> who uh, actually went on a, a tequila tour, Jeff and Val, and, and they told us all about it. So, that we, yeah, the important stuff, tequila, maguey, and, <laughs> and gold. And well. In, in the 1700s, you know, other countries started to become interested in the in America, I'll say, and including Russia. So when Spain got wind that Russia wanted to start colonizing the West Coast, they sent out some of their troops and they sent along their uh, Spanish priests, like I was talking about it back in the, if anybody listened to the uh, San Juan Capistrano the missions segment. Uh-huh. Um, I was talking about Junipero Serra that had come over to the to the new continent with some soldiers. Well, they were told to establish colonies in what we now call San Diego and in Monterey. And they first the first mission that was built was in San Diego. And for those who don't know, San Diego means Saint James, and it's named named after Saint James the Apostle. So, Junipero Serra. Um, they came up a, a river and, and they decided to build this mission and a presidio, kind of like a fort to protect the mission, up on this bluff overlooking San Diego. And that was in 1769, and that is what we would consider the birthplace of California. So for those of you who visit uh, San Diego and are interested in history, I really recommend going to what's called now the Presidio Park. Because that is the birthplace of California as we know it. And they have, uh, their ruins because the mission was later moved, um, because the, the, they wanted to discourage, discourage the soldiers from, um, becoming, uh, to knowing the Indian women in the biblical sense, we'll say. You know, they, <laughs> so they, they wanted to, uh, discourage that. Because they were fraternizing, fraternizing too much. Fraternizing, there you go. That's yeah, fraternizing with the women too much. So they thought they would they would uh, pull them away. So they moved the mission, but the presidio stayed up on top. And since it was up on the bluff and the water was down below, they started settling and down at the bottom of the bluff, and they created this um, little 
town of Adobe huts and and uh, stores, etc. And that became, at the time, it was called Newtown. And Newtown lasted, oh, um, it was in the 1800s, but it really was too far from the ocean, which is where they wanted to have a port so that people, so that the ships would stop and uh, as they went up and down the coast. So what's now look considered uh, downtown or the gas lamp district, that became the central area of San Diego and old town just kind of always remained a small, a, a small town. It kind of lost the focus of being the center. But today Can I add something. Yeah, go ahead. Well, and it's totally like just me adding something. So it's somewhat historical, but not really. So I'm just warning everybody. Okay, it's not so personal, is it? You, no, I'm kidding. no. So you know how we? Well, there is a personal. I did practice baseball at Presidio Park as a kid. But anyways, um, the uh, and it relates to baseball. So you talked about Unipero Serra and the and the the priests and you know starting in California. So for those of you that don't know. The San Diego Padres are named the San Diego Padres because of the whole history of Unipero Serra and the Padres that that settled in San Diego. Stadium that was and, built for the Padres. And if you look at their, oh, they they still have on the side of one of their jerseys, they have a little like it's called the Swinging Friar. So it's like oh an old gosh. school looking. Yeah, it has the. That's why he's got the bat, and he looks like a that's basically looks like Unipero Serra swinging a baseball bat. And the stadium that they play, the stadium that they originally built, now they, they, they play downtown, but the stadium that's in Mission Valley is, um, on, and literally I discovered this like four years ago. I never put two and two together. I feel so stupid. However, um, Friars Road. Cause Friars, Friars. I love how Priest, it all ties in. Yeah. See, you know? so. Yeah. Was, that's, yeah what, the, that's why the Padres are called the Padres. And then you have a Mission Hills there, and it comes from the mission. And and when you yep. when you put in all the the history of this, and for those of you who don't know, Padre means father in Spanish, and father is uh, another word for what what they call priests, uh, what the Catholics call priests. So, so that's that's there a you go. that's neat. Thanks. There you go. Really like that one. So, um, the mission was moved and everything, and we're we're back to today with Old Town. What they did is Old Town is now a state park, and they've preserved a lot of the buildings, and they've restored other buildings. So when you go there, you'll see buildings that are made in adobe, and adobe is made out of bricks that are baked in the sun, and they're very, they make the walls very thick so that it insulates the building, so it's a little bit cooler in the, in the summer, a little, it doesn't get quite as cold in the, in the winter, um, but it's not great for earthquakes. Um, so a lot of those buildings were destroyed. Some of them have been restored. And then as the town uh, developed, you kind of go from adobe buildings mixed in with clapboard buildings. So it's kind of interesting to see the, the mix of buildings in this, this place. And Old Town is basically a huge square um, with the buildings in there. It's a park in there. And there's also some streets that lead out to it with some historical buildings there also. Um, if you... In fact, the, 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 it's kind of like six blocks in radius. So I would say that probably at minimum, you might want to go there to have a meal because the food is delicious at Old Town. If you want a good uh, Mexican meal, Mexican style meal. 
Um, or if you want to go shopping or just go sightseeing, maybe, I don't know, three hours, Tony, do you think you could spend yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially so, if you have a restaurant, if you, if you eat. I know you'll probably talk about this, but I'm going to steal it from you before you have a chance. But no, most of the, it's not like there's taco shops. It's sit-down restaurants. So, I mean, that, so yeah, three hours. Yeah, and, and there's, uh, you, there's all kinds of entertainment. Especially during the summertime on the weekends, there's a lot of things going on over there. When we were there last weekend, there are, um, it's, um, kind of like what they had at the Jamboree at Disneyland with the Old West where you had women, uh, making quilts and also they were spinning wool. And I, I went up to, um, a lady who had some wool and she was spinning it and asked her to, asked her if she would show me what she was doing and she spent some, it only took a few minutes, but she demonstrated how the they use those, um, how they spun the wool, how they uh, spun the spinners, and how they uh, pulled the wool from the bundle of wool that they had to make the string, and the and then how they made yarn from the string. It was just so interesting how they use the spindles. That's what they're called. How they did that, and then they had a loom where they were weaving also. So throughout the park, you have little demo demos where you can go over there and see how things were done in the olden days. So if you want to take the time, you can go see that. And also, in addition to um, these live demos that they have there, there's plaques throughout the whole park. I could have spent, I love to read, like I've said before, I love to read about history. And for people who want to know details, it's it's all there for you in front of each place. It has a, a, a the history of the Old Town area. And it has plaques describing the buildings, the importance of the buildings, and also um, important events that happened. The native Californians that lived in the area. It talks about those. There's um some um, there's a pepper tree that's honoring the the tribe that used to live there, and artifacts that from the tribe that used to live in that area, as well as the I want to say it in Spanish, the the artifacts that they used um, to build and and um, work in that area back in the, I would say, 17 and 1800s, 1700s, 1800s. Um, when you go there, some of the buildings that you'll see are, um, they have, well, first of all, there's a visitor center if you want to go to the visitor center. And the visitor center will, you can get a brochure and you can get a map where you can do your own walking tour if you if you want to do that. A lot of these buildings are open. You can walk into them. Some of them have been converted into um, shops, although one made me laugh because it was a tea shop and it had homemade sandwiches. And we walked in and they had on the back behind the counter all these sandwiches and my uh, my little, my nephews were hungry, so we wanted to get them a snack. So they wanted peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, so we go up to the girl and she told us that there were no, and as a matter of fact, they didn't have sandwiches, that they never finished building, never finished, uh, refurbishing the kitchen, so they just didn't make any food there. But they never took the signs down. So it was the sandwich, <laughs> sandwich shop that was not the sandwich shop. So I, I actually took a picture of it because I thought that was funny. But some of the buildings there that are, um, of note is one called the Estudillo. Es, that's spelled e, es, you would pronounce it Estudillo, but in Spanish it's Estudillo. And it was, he was a, an aristocrat that came out from, um, New York 
and he made a lot of money and everything and he built this house and the house was used um for a variety of different things in those days um because they couldn't you know cuz there wasn't all that kind of much money so when they did have a large building it was a multi-use multi-purpose building so a funny thing about this particular building is I in a podcast I I, I did a, a segment that I did a couple of years ago or last year I think was talking about the Ramona pageant and talking about the book about Ramona. Well, the book Ramona, which was a book written to bring to light the plight of the Native Americans in Southern California at the time, was based on Old Town San Diego. And the church in the, in the book was based on Old Town. The Padre was based on the Padre at the time. And so what the town did is that they said that the Escudillo, um, house was the marriage place of Ramona. And so all kinds of tourists would come down here to see her marriage place. Well, the book's, book is fiction. So there is no real marriage place, but shoot, people didn't know that. So they were all coming down here to see, uh, Ramona's marriage place when, she really never got married in this building. So if you, if you've ever read the book or you know about it, you might want to go check that out. Um, on top of the, the building itself, it's built in the Spanish style architecture. For those of you who don't know, Spanish style is basically, um, the roof is made out of, um, oh my gosh, they're, they're kind of like tiles that are arched and they're, a rust color tile and it's a very pretty look the building is whitewashed with these tiles and because we call them spanish tiles so that look well this building is in that has that architecture has a couple on top of it and mr escudillo used to stand on top to look out and see what was going on kind of like what walt disney did in his apartment when he would watch people in disneyland go back and forth so that building, it's been restored, and you can go in it and see what's there. Excuse me. Um, another building there is the Church of the Immaculate Conception. It used to be, um, it's, it's one of the first, uh, big Catholic churches that they had in the area. They have another adobe chapel that's down the street that you can walk into and see just how they built those buildings in those days. Now, there was another man by the name of Thomas Whaley. Do you know about him, Tony? The Whaley House? I remember the Whaley House. I remember that as a kid, but I don't I don't have the history. I just remember visiting the Whaley House. Um, the Whaley, Thomas Whaley was uh, from New England, and he came out west. First, he went to San Francisco, and he just... He made money opening general stores. And, and so he made a lot of money in, in San Francisco. And then he heard that there was money to be made and, you know, to go, he wanted to go on an adventure. So he came down to San Diego and he opened up general stores, got those going, and he just made money doing that. And he opened, he had a house that he built a, a huge house for his family and, um, Part of this house was a granary, then it became a county courthouse. I mean, it was used for so many different things. Well, this house is officially on the haunted house register for the United States. Yes, that's what I was trying to remember. I was like, yeah. I didn't want to say, like, wait, 
I feels like it's supposed to be the haunted house, but I wasn't yeah. sure if that was like me as a kid as an urban legend, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's the number one haunted house in the United States. So for those of you who want to come out and check out a haunted house, they have tours of the haunted house um, that you can go on, and you can also just walk. You can go into it, but you're not, you know, the only tour you can have it is, is the tours that they give there. So um, they've featured it on a couple of TV shows, um, you know, the shows where they look for ghosts and stuff like that. So I, it's there. You can take pictures in front of it if you are too chicken to go inside, but... <laughs> It's some. Uh, it's a place to go check out. My nephews did not want to go inside of it. It was really cute. I yes, I did snicker at them a bit. Um, there's also the Casa de Lopez, and this is um, another house that was built by. Um, it was called the Longhouse, and when it was first built, and it was built by another um, family. Again, it's one of the oldest houses there that you can go into and and look at. There's, it's kind of, if you can picture a park, like a central park with the buildings around it, all these houses are kind of facing each other, um, where you can walk into them and look at them, and they are, just about all of them are museums. They're all um, free of charge to go through, and in addition to that, they also have a bunch of stores where if you want to get um, something of like, like Mexican type uh, souvenirs, and and you're not going to go to TJ. Like if you're really smart, you wouldn't go to Tijuana. <laughs> you can get Mexican souvenirs from from these shops. They're authentic and very typical of what we would buy if we were to go to one of the border towns in Mexico. In addition to that, they have a really nice tile shop. I'm going to go back there and get some um, tiles with my house numbers. But you can have your name made up. They have they have a lot of tiles with sayings. They have tiles with letters and tiles with numbers with different decoration. That's really nice. And they also have um, an olive oil shop. I did go in there with olive oil tasting, which to me, I like to get things that are um, come from local artisans or local, local uh, vendors. And this is from the Temecula. Um, oil company, olive, excuse me, the Temecula Olive Company. And I was talking to, um, the guy at the, in the store and he, it's his family that owns it. And he was telling me that they grow all their own olives and they, they had, I wanted to get it, but I, I just couldn't, uh, it's not on the, uh, marriage of dining plan these days, but they were, um, olive stuffed with, um, garlic and olive stuffed with blue cheese. Yeah. But I, I didn't. But I did get jalapeno flavored olive oil and um, honey it, vinegar, honey flavored vinegar to, for, to put in a salad. I tasted them because, like I said, they give you, um, there's uh, oil, olive oil tasting and vinegar tasting. And so there are different flavors, et cetera. Anyway, it's, to me, this is a real nice souvenir or a gift for somebody else because it's truly Californian. And it's very much, you know, the olive trees came from Spain, so it's truly the our heritage here in in the in California. Um, as far as the museums and and everything, I would just say those those are kind of the outstanding. Oh, those are the outstanding ones. They have a stable there that has carriage original carriages from the uh, Wells Fargo carriages that you always see pictures of. 
Okay. And so there were two styles of Wells Fargo carriages. There were other horse um, carriages that horses would pull. A tack room with the with the um, tools that they used in those days for their horses. And it's a two-story museum, again, free of charge, where you could see the conveyances that the people used back in those days um, to get around. This was so interesting. That museum also had um, artifacts from the Native Americans, you know, a lot of basket weaving with, with plaques that told the history of them. And I could have spent more time. I could have spent probably... Minimum half an hour in there, I think, looking at everything and reading all the plaques. I didn't have that luxury because the people I was with had children who wanted to go. But um, I highly, I found that place to be fascinating. And they also had, you know how they have those pictures? They had pictures um, of people, but they were life-size pictures and freestanding. That kind of showed, you know, how how they dressed in those days. They also had... Um, the quilts that they used in those days and other clothing and everything from the uh, 17 and 1800s that the people wore when they lived in that town. So I thought that was a very interesting building over there. They also have a little placita um, with uh, different restaurants. And this is, my nephew was really hungry, so they had street tacos. They were delicious. They were, they were two for five dollars. And they oh, had inflation. They were good though. They had pork and avocados, but like real healthy servings of it. Yeah, they were two fifty each. That's inflation. But uh, they were the soft tacos, so you could um, eat those. It was a little, another, little. This little placita that I'm talking about has a gazebo in the middle, and there were girls dancing. Some. Um, it's called baile folklorico which is the typical Mexican dance right. dances. So they were playing the music and they were dancing. It was just really pleasant in that area. And at the end of that, there's another restaurant with open air seating or you could sit inside and get a real flavor of what it was like um, to eat in flavor. that environment. You said flavor. Or, well, okay. <laughs> the restaurant has the flavor. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. That's <laughs> but, but it's true. It's, it was just... I've, I've eaten in probably three of those restaurants that they have over there and I haven't had a, a bad meal. Their, their margaritas are delicious. There's, um, one restaurant that sells on the side of the street. You can go over there and they make homemade tortillas and they sell tortillas and butter. Wow. If, if you haven't had a freshly made tortilla with butter and rolled that up and eaten it, it's a really good snack and, um, Growing up at, with a Mexican heritage, that growing, and that's why I'm like I am today, right? But um, we would we would snack on those all the time. There's also a Union Museum um, that has a newspaper office and print shop that's over there. There's a Sheriff's Museum. There's a blacksmith museum that also shows you how the blacksmiths worked in those days. Also, like I said before, they have demonstrations throughout this area and I recommend going probably on a Saturday and Sunday rather if you're going just to eat go anytime to go but if you really want to get an idea of how these people um, lived in this town and, and get an idea of these buildings and read the plaques and everything um, go on a Saturday or Sunday so you can get a, 
a real feel for it. Plus, it's there's a lot of um, stuff going on during that time. Also, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay, and this is back from when I was a child, long time ago. Long time. They used to long time ago. Didn't they used to have like I remember they used to have some place where they had like plays. Do they still have that? Um, Okay, I guess not. I was like nine, so. That was 31 years ago, so they probably don't. But I wasn't well, sure if they still were the were the plays like in a like in an open air. Well, like on a state, like there was a location. No, there was an actual place where you went inside and saw like a play. Again, it was there's, 30 years ago. Like I know well, now, there's things called the internet and cable and podcasts. So obviously, <laughs> times change. I'm sure they don't have it anymore, but I just wasn't sure if they still had it. Well, they have a lot of stuff going on. They have, um, right now it's the, right now it's the, um, stagecoach days are every day, every Saturday in July and August. So they have children's activities, historic, um, historic interpretation. I'm looking to see if they have. I don't mean to sidetrack. I just wasn't sure if they still had. I remember going on a field trip to see a play in Old Town. Back in the day. It was probably, it was probably called Welcome to the 80s. I'm <laughs> sure. But, um, I, I don't, it was something historical and I just wasn't sure if they still had it. So I, I apologize for sidetracking the, 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 the podcast. No, you're not. You're actually adding to it because they, they, that was, there's so many different events going on that Anytime you go, there's going to be something going on. So whether it be a play, whether it be something something else interactive, um, there's also it's also the the location of the Mormon Battalion uh, historical site. So they have films there and other things. They have panning for gold and and hands-on brick making. Just like at the uh, San Juan Capistrano mission, they you can actually make Adobe bricks over here. You just have to explore the. Um, the whole the site when you go there, you know, going to that visitor center is going to be very helpful when you go. I know that they have concerts there, Tony, so I wouldn't be surprised if they have plays there. Maybe maybe off okay. season because right now you get a lot of tourists, right? Because it's the weather's just so pretty and everything. One thing to but, add, which I, I don't mean to, and you will probably be saying, saying at the end, is there's not a lot. Like parking can sometimes be an issue, and. That trolley stop gets really crowded, so one thing you could always do is park in Fashion Valley where there's a big mall and just take the, the trolley one stop over to Old Town. Just a That's a really – well, we happened to go during Comic-Con, and so parking was just crazy, but they didn't allow parking because it's a state park. They didn't allow parking for Comic-Con at the state park. And so there was parking. We ended up parking on the street, and then when we walked, because we didn't think there would be parking, and there's, when we got there, we saw that there was, there happened to be good parking on the day that we went. So, but I, I, I think that's a good tip that you have to park over and where you said. <laughs> and also, with what you're saying about Comic-Con, see if there's some kind of big San Diego event downtown, or if I know it's not football season. I'm sorry, but if there is a Chargers game, don't don't think of parking in Old Town because everybody's using the trolley to get to the game. So that's just a little tip. And then also, when you go there, you know you can. This this is one place to start. 
But you might, like Tony said, if you want to go from Disneyland and spend the day in San Diego, take the train, get off there at the, does the train stop there or does the trolley stop there? The train stops um, there, right? Tony? The train stops there now. It used to not. Okay. There's, and the train is probably like across the street. It's the train, a parking lot, the street, a small parking lot, and then the park. There's, they're very close to, like maybe less than half a block away is the train stop. And there at, um, Old Town, there's a trolley tour kiosk. So you can take, you can go there and get on a trolley and take a tour of San Diego on the tol- on the trolley and then end back at Old Town, have dinner. And then go back up to Anaheim. That would be a really nice way to spend your day. And to clarify, that's the trolley-looking car that's going to drive you around San Diego. That trolley tour is not the San Diego trolley, which is actually on tracks and is a transit thing. Yes, and that's a good point. That's a good point. So, I mean, Old Town, I would recommend, is a good place to to start your, your trip to San Diego. Get a flavor of the history. Take the trolley tour, as Tony just said, from there. Have a nice lunch or dinner there, or even a, a good snack to in, to in start your your visit at San Diego. Cool. And I know that one of the rest, some of the restaurants that I used to always go to, the Old Town Mexican Cafe, because that's the one that everybody used to go to. That's the one the presidential candidates go to, and I used to go there thinking it was the greatest one ever, and I've since been to a few other restaurants and realized, you know what, they're just as good, if not better. But I know the generic, the one you go to is the Old Town Mexican Cafe. I'd say try some other ones. Because I remember in high school going to one that I don't even know the name of, but it was just as good, if not better, more hole-in-the-wall-ish. And um, I wish I knew the name. Have you been to Cafe Coyote? I don't remember the names of where I've been. That sounds bad, like I shouldn't. Remember, but I'm saying I was like a kid, so I don't remember, but I remember it being good. Well, if you're gonna, if you, and I'll, I'll, um, I'll give, uh, Tom this link to put in the show notes. Okay. But there's a couple of restaurants there you can get coupons to save money. So, Cafe Coyote and Cantina, which is a really good one. My family goes there a lot. Um, there's also Casa de Reyes, which means, uh, House of Kings, uh, Mexican cuisine. And of course, you know, since this is Old Town and, a lot of these restaurants are going to be the um, the um, Mexican restaurants. However, there there is an Italian restaurant. There's a Thai restaurant. I don't know why, <laughs> but there's a Thai restaurant there. And there's Cold Stone Creamery for dessert. Yeah. Although although you can get some flan or, or something else over there too. It's really good. And margaritas. Yeah, we're talking. <laughs> well, they have they do have they do um, have uh, a little uh, place you can go there to find, learn more about tequila so that's another one that maybe somebody might want to do some intensive uh, yes, research yes <laughs> drinking around San Diego ooh nice any volunteers me yeah really <laughs> <laughs> alright thank you Mary Jo that is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week and of course we'll be back again with you next week until then remember Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared thanks for listening